0: So uh, this week on the podcast, um, we wanted to talk about the importance of continuing your online worship experience or your online presence. Um, Even though things seem to be coming out of um, COVID, and yes, I do recognize that there are some areas that are kind of flaring up again. um, There's still an importance of continuing those ministries because they're vital and they're important. And Zach and I kind of want to impact that a little bit and talk about that. Especially as we head in the summer months when that's a great opportunity for you. To have people stay connected in the life of your church, and so Zach, as you as you think about um, why we should continue online uh, church, um, what are some things that come to your mind?
1: Sure, even this topic has had a lot of tension surrounding it, even pre-pandemic. Um, of how do we do online church? Why do we do online church? If we do online or digital things, uh, people won't come. They won't give. They won't be whatever. Uh, and so so there was just a lot around that. And then we hit the pandemic and I was like, oh, this is why we do it. And now that we're coming uh, back around and sort of grasping towards um, security and what used to be normal and trying to get back to those types of things uh, for all the reasons that we do that as people it seems like we're having the big conversation now of why Why do we continue to do the digital thing? Why do we continue to stream our services? Why do we continue to have podcasts? Why do we continue to have all of this stuff when people can come back? And it's not, that shouldn't be the question. Um, <clears throat> Matt, I don't know, well, I do know about you, but um, uh, those of you who are listening and listen regularly, I don't know about you, but we have seen a significant uptick in um, visitors to our church over the last nine months or so as we've gotten back into the swing and being in person and trying to do that safely and all the deals in almost every one of them. um, I think I've counted since August of 2021 until last week, we've had something like 60 people visit our church. Um over that course of time. And many of them have told me, uh, more than half, if not like 75% of the people who have visited the church in that timeframe have told me they've been watching us online for weeks or months or however long and before they even visited us. And so for me, that right there, uh, is enough, is enough to keep going. Um, not to mention the people that, uh, watch us each, each week and uh, over on the East Coast, uh, we've got some folks in Texas and we have some folks out on the West Coast that watch us, uh, some of which have family connections or friend connections with our church. Um, others, not at all. They just kind of happen to find us and here we are. And they consider themselves a part of, um, of my church here. And so, I mean, there's a, for me, that's just enough, right? Uh, but you know, Matt said a little bit ago, uh, to start the conversation of, well, we're hitting the summer months and people are going to be gone and traveling and on vacation and seeing their grandkids and just being anywhere, but their local community in what better way to keep them connected. Right. We already have this thing built in. We're already doing the thing. We're used to it. Why give up now? You know, why stop now, uh, when we're in prime mode, to continue doing the things we are that are working really really well
0: yeah and i think that that's the um the the crux of the issue is that people don't um it's a lot of work i'm not gonna lie it's a lot of work sure sure um but i think if you and i i don't want to speak for zach i'll definitely speak for me i'm very intentional when i design our worship experience on utilizing Mm -hmm. making sure that both fields both spaces feel connected to the life of the church absolutely and if we can't do it in one we can't do it in the other um and 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 i think that that's very vital that you think about that i don't think i don't like the idea um, and i know people do this i don't like the idea of creating separate spaces right and saying i'm going to do this and <laughs> in, in the digital space and this in the real space right i think to make it easier on you for you pastors and you lay people that are listening and and are in the thick of this like the question is always asked like how do you make this easy the one of the ways you make it easy is you create you craft a space for both spaces to to exist to coexist Mm -hmm. and and um i i think that that is vital like you make sure you engage the congregation on the other side of the camera make sure that they feel like they're included in the conversation but also, you know, making space for those that are in person. I, I you've got to mm-hmm. do that um, and do the work of that because if not, if you're doing all that extra work and you find yourself tired, you know, a lot of us have been doing this for 2 years and after, you know, many hours of video edit and all that fun stuff, um, you know, we're we're tired. And so how do you make it easy? Like one of the things I've discovered is Um, you know, if you craft a space, like we have at Tahlequah is to craft a space that is really inclusive of both having both in mind. Um, yeah, it means that some things go away, um, that you may have done in person, but maybe those were things that needed to go away. Maybe those were things that were not healthy, um, or find a way to mic them, find a way to, Mm -hmm. you know, include them, have them videoed in. I think that if we can do those things, you'll find yourself being able to do some really cool things thinking outside of that sphere, like thinking, like, how can I do this online? That is something we've wrestled with for uh, now two years. Of course, we were doing it a year and a half before COVID Mm -hmm. came in. We weren't really thinking that way. But then when COVID hit, you know, we were only doing that way. And then when we came back, we crafted a hybrid space where both uh, communities can feel connected. And like right now, as we're entering into the season where people are traveling and things, people can still feel connected to life of the church, like they're there in person. But yet, none of the elements. I mean, we've changed some things. We don't. There are some things we don't do, and there's some things that we do now because of that. Um, and I think that that's vital. Um, and to make it easy and um, not as stressful on yourself, like having a video recorded, having um, uh, all that stuff, that extra work doing, you know, recording all that music to to have, like to create a whole separate space. To me, that just seems like exhausting. I would much rather have a live space to where if. Um, when it all works now, you know, um, what happens if it live feed goes down or something like that, then yeah, you record and and then you reproduce it later. Or you just say, hey, this Sunday got washed out. Like you would on a Sunday when the power goes out or, you know, weather or something like that. Or, you know, on the other side, like we've had bad weather lately, you know, we can say, hey, we're not gonna be in person today, but we'll be all online. And I think that, you know, um, taking some time and thinking about those spaces and crafting the working to craft those spaces uh, to be one will help people feel engaged and connected to the life of the church.
1: Well, and that that's exactly what changed, or at least should have changed in our mindsets from pre-pandemic to now. Is really before there wasn't the intention for for many 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 folks uh, of the hybrid space. Right? It was just here's a camera, you get to just watch what we're doing in person. <clears throat> but not really good to be a part of that. Um, But our mindset changed of, oh, how do we make this meaningful? How do we keep connecting? How do we do this thing where it's both and? And that's what keeps us moving forward. And when when your folks ask, well, why do we have to keep doing this? And it's because of our shut-ins have found a way to still be connected to the life of the church where they need to be, they're at home. That's where they need to be, and yet they still still feel connected. And when we do this well, right, um, it's for our people who maybe have moved off, right, and haven't found their place in their new community, or just want to pop back in and and feel something, uh, or be part of a community in the midst of their local community, right. <clears throat> you know, and it may just be the stranger. It may be uh, the person that's checking out your church for the first time or for six weeks in a row before they step foot into your building, if they ever do, but they're still connected. And I, I think that's exactly right. is being so, is just being intentional about, it's not either or, um, yet it's this thing that works together both in a physical and a digital space that's meaningful and life-giving to, uh, as many people as possible, which is, which is hard to do. Um, but if you use some intentionality and, uh, if you use some intentionality to say, this is what we're going to be doing, that stuff comes right. It's, it's not, not as the learning curve evens out pretty quick, uh, and, and how we, bring meaningful worship services and, uh, to, to everybody, um, wherever they may be. And I think that's, I think it's, uh, it's a shame if we quit doing that. Um, I think we're missing out on a big deal as if we talk ourselves into, oh no, we're back to normal. We can, we can let this lax. We we can just let people tune in again and just watch it and it'd be okay. Um, I don't think it will. Uh, I think our, our job is to engage all of that, uh, in meaningful ways because that's how people are engaging us.
0: Well, and let's be real and honest. And this is something I say quite often, uh, to people, um, if you're wanting new people, the first place new people are going to go is look at your website and look at your, uh, whatever else you have out there. Um, and I say that as a, as a pastor incoming to a new church, that was the first thing I did when I found out where I was going. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, and so, um, that's very vital to have a good online. Pre- it's now the front door. Um, okay. it's now your marquee. It is now whatever you use before to let people know that you exist in your community. That's how people look and yeah. see, um, you know, where they see, uh, I noticed on our analytics the other day on our Google analytics the other day, the first one, the first search feature that brought us up was, uh, churches near me. And so knowing that, like, you know, you've got to be able to craft a space digitally that people are going to come to and see and say, hey, there's some people I see that I could want to be a part of. Or, Mm -hmm. um, And Mm -hmm. even on, you know, make sure your Facebook content is relevant and uh, informational. Um, You know, just posting Bible quotes doesn't make your uh, church uh, attractive. Right. Um, you know, or posting, you know, obscure information, you know, you want vital, good, solid information so that people want to be connected into the life of your church. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think that that's key um, yeah. is, is being intentional about it. Um, you know, just as intentional as you are as the the bulletin or newsletter, you've got to be intentional uh, with, um, a, you know, posting and, and, and all that, all that jazz. And I think that that's key. To having a successful online presence, and you know, the great thing is, is if you spend a day uh, scheduling all your stuff, you can have all your stuff done for a week on Monday morning, uh, mm-hmm. knowing what you need to have. Um, and there's ways to do that. And if you're interested in that, just let Zach and I know. We can definitely tell you what we've done and what we've learned mm-hmm. over the last few years of, of doing this. And you know, this is this is not just important to Zach and I. It's 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 um, instrumental in what we do. Um, yeah, I mean, the 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 podcast was birthed out of this idea that we could create a digital space to show people what the church could be, um, in the world. And I think that, you know, we've been able to you know do that. And, um, you know, I think that that's, as we think about this, and as we think about, um, the opportunity that we have here, what a better way to connect to your community than having a good, strong digital presence. Um, mm-hmm. and it goes back to then, um, working towards crafting relationships and the, and, and and helping them, uh, you know, eventually try to find their way to your church. But you know, if they don't, too, they still need to be loved as well.
1: Okay. And I'm I'm glad you brought up. I, I mean, websites in the digital <laughs> the digital storefront, right? Uh, they've been a connecting point for a long, long time. But as the church does, we're behind the times a little bit. Uh, but we've seen the same thing here. We are by far not the biggest church in Cheyenne by any means. Uh, we're not even the biggest Methodist church in Cheyenne by any means. But our online, because we've crafted an online presence through um, through our website, through our social media pages. When you Google churches near us, we're one of the first that comes up because we have consistent quality content that people are clicking on and engaging with uh, in all spheres of it. In to, for me, uh, when I see those engagements and I see those analytics and stuff, I see those numbers. Well, that's why we've had sixty people visit. Uh, partially why we've had sixty people visit because they can find us online, uh, and when they find us online, there's relevant vital or relevant information that they can see, and click on and watch and be a part of. That's consistent with what they walk in uh, through our doors, and so yeah, it all. It all matters. I guess that's what Matt and I are trying to say today. It all matters. And it's all vital and good for our congregations uh, and for the work that we do in sharing God's love and grace, even if we don't get to see the fruits of it. And I think that's the hardest part. As pastors, as church people, is we want to see the people. We want to see the fruits of uh, our labors, right? But sometimes that's just not possible we have to have hope and faith that all the things that we're doing are reaching people uh for good and for hope whether we see it or not
0: yeah and i think that that's a good place to land today uh is that it is important and that you know we, it is something we need to do and take seriously yeah. um and and that if you do it well uh, you know you're gonna see some fruits from that labor and some of it is, is if you do it well enough you can actually set it up to where you don't have to work as hard on it i mean work uh, you know, and, and so consider that, you know, if, if you've got questions about how to do that or what we've experienced, you know, feel free to reach out to us, uh, on our website, or you can email us at beardedtheologians.com. Um, Zach, as we bring this uh, podcast to a close, is there anything else that you have, uh, you'd like to share as we
1: no, just keep, keep getting out there doing the good work, um, and, and reaching all the, the folks you can for, uh, sharing God's love and grace.
0: And and yeah, uh, and so you can uh, connect with us uh, on our website and uh, through social media, uh, just find us at Bearded Theologians. Uh, so for the Bearded Theologians, I'm Matt Franks.
1: Uh, I'm Zach Bechtold. Thanks for checking us out.
0: Guys, I want you to subscribe and like this video and put that thumb, push that thumbs up.